Okay, so you had yeah, no? you had okay. yeah, you had oh. mentioned that, you know, being a good parent, but hearing that you guys both come from different backgrounds in terms of um, you know, parents, what does it mean for you guys to be a good parent and what do you want to do to be your best? Um I have a mixed answer about that because a lot of the times being a dad and having a little girl, there's always those stereotypes of overprotective, overprotective. dad. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I want my daughter to be the happiest she can. And then Brienne comes out with, what if she wants to be a stripper? No, pause. <laughs> She's like, pause the right there. Story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to On The Go Voice Podcast, where generations meet to hear sources of relatable experiences and stories through discussions. Our goal here is to create a platform for individuals of all backgrounds to relate and find different ways others are facing similar situations in their lives. Whether someone is struggling which paths on careers to take, how to handle people and relationships in their life, creating a sustainable and positive lifestyle, or just simply looking to learn new perspectives from people with similar backgrounds and interests, this podcast is for you.
up, everyone? This is Charles Sabiaga. I'm your host with On The Go Voice Podcast, the best generation podcast you'll ever tune into. And Margot, she's here, local. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? And who do, who do we have here, guys? We have Martin and Bree. What's up? Um, Hi. Yes. Welcome in, guys. Thanks for coming in. So this is our IPC series. We actually wanted to elaborate that and just uh, go into details on what that is, which is interpersonal communication. And the reason why I had you guys, or we had you guys in here, is because you guys embodied or represented the parents now to date. And just, uh, why don't you discuss and also uh, put into details what IPC communication is? Yeah, so interpersonal communication is actually defined as a process of exchanging information, ideas, feelings, and meanings uh, between two or more people, but it's way more than that. So interpersonal goes more in depth. You know, it could be a stronger, a deeper connection between individuals um, that they share with each other. For example, um, like romantic relationships, platonic relationships, which is um, like inter, er, sorry, intimate, <laughs> but non-romantic relationships and like family. So like family, child, sibling relationships, co-workers even so that's exactly what the series is about and we're actually having you guys on because you guys are what well, not so much different from an age and you guys are experienced parenting hood but on top of that mm-hmm. handling when it comes down to career wise and ma- management and you guys uh, you got a new apartment or a new place a new house yeah I know congratulations you guys Thank yeah. you. So, <laughs> so exciting so why don't you guys uh, start off by kind of introducing yourself what are you guys doing right now and where are you guys from? Yeah. I'm 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 from Oxnard. Okay. Um, basically, I was raised here and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm living in TL right now, bro, and I'm a stay-at-home parent. So I'm, you know, it's crazy. It's it's weird because I'm struggling with emotions I didn't think I was gonna feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then her being the main breadwinner, I'm not financial financially independent or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's. That that is an interesting concept. It's usually it's the other way around. Exactly. When we we were brought up, it's like usually the father mm-hmm. that's you know yeah. the bread to, with it and everything like that. Yep. But uh, what about yourself? What are you coming from? Um, I'm from Teal, and now I I lived in Oxford for a little bit, but we just moved out. We have a house. We're in uh, Simi now. Uh, I work at the Ark. Um, I'm a mom. Yes. that's the kind of it yeah yeah i think we've been together collectively seven years now yeah like seven eight years Mm -hmm. oh wow so a good minute Mm -hmm. okay cool cool so i think the history how did you guys meet we we met in high school we met in high school and it was just by chance because we were taking like extracurriculum stuff Mm -hmm. and we were taking rop classes in camarillo and she was in one of my classes yeah yeah it happened Organically, I should say. Naturally. Yeah. It just happened. It just happened. And I was was weird. I didn't have a phone at the time. (laughs) And I would have to use my mom's phone to text. And I I waited to get her phone number. And she's, Mm. no, her Facebook, because I didn't have a phone. She's like, oh, I don't have a Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Here's my number. And it was so funny. Later on, he was like, uh, man, I had this whole plan. I'm going to flirt with you for like months. (laughs) And then she gave me her number that same day. Then I was going to ask for your phone number. And just by chance. Yeah. That's so it sped up my plan like six months. <laughs> right, right, right. You're right. like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you guys, did you guys uh, move in together before you had uh, your baby? Together, yeah. No, we lived together for like two, three years before before our baby. Even. We we actually went to prom 
and oh. we when we came home from prom i spent the night at her house right uh-huh. and her mom didn't know and her Ooh. mom came into the room and kicked her out <laughs> and then we started like living yeah like medea like yeah coming in on mm. some boy in her daughter's bed <laughs> it was yeah. so bad but then then we started living together and we were together for like two three years mm-hmm. How was that for you guys? I mean, I know the whole transition of moving in with a significant other could be a big adjustment. So how was that for you guys? Yeah, especially, especially since we were so young. Yeah, at high school. Yeah. I was just going to say I that. Think, I think it's it's different when it comes to ages because when we were 17, 18, it's nothing now. We're 25 years old. Yeah. It's two completely different mindsets. And you can be dating someone for like six, seven years and they say you don't know someone until you live, live with, with them. them. Because people change completely. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> Bree's uh-huh. like, yeah, you do. <laughs> right. That's that's an interesting concept as well. I, I've heard that many times. You know, you don't yeah. really know how the other individual is until you. It's those them. small things mm-hmm. that, like, well, I know everything about you, and I, you knew everything about me before mm-hmm. we moved in and like did all that stuff. We were pretty close, but it's the small things. It's two it's different relationships when you're dating and then living together yeah. for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's let's uh, talk about that. Like what do you? What did you guys experience? That I'm actually curious. Like what was it? What was the first guys? thing? Yeah, that you guys were like, you know what? Like this is irritating. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a minimalist. Oh, are you? I am a minimalist. I clean. I like empty shelves. And she's very like, I'm gonna come home, and I'm just gonna throw everything on the floor. Oh, and that I drives that drives shed. me crazy. And that wasn't a problem when we were living <laughs> together. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm always cleaning up after you, and you know. So how did you handle it? We talked about it. And it's, it's just learning to adapt to the other person because you're coming together and you're, you don't have separate lives. You're, you're making your lives together. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So she yeah, adapted yeah. and I adapted. And, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You gotta talk about it for sure. And the other person also has to be like receptive to what you're saying. I mean, mind you, when you live together, it's always, it, it's like, there's no such thing as a perfect relationship type stuff. I agree. So we'll still have discussions about it even eight years later and mm-hmm. stuff because it's like, the dishes aren't done or something like that you know i love that i love how you guys are really emphasizing on having good communication with each other but also comprehending and being able to like find that middle ground with each other so i think that's great and then that's 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 the thing though with communicating too because um it it can you people say communication is key but people listen to they hear you but they don't listen listen. yeah if we're arguing I'm waiting for her to finish so I can respond back with my answer instead of actually listening to what she's saying if that makes any sense and then then we just reply Uh I feel you so so was that something that you picked up along the years before you guys actually started living together (laughs) no yeah I was I I was I was a confrontational person because I had the problem with it you know interesting Okay. What about you, Bree? What, what were some things that you probably were adjusting to? I mean, yeah. I'm pretty go with the flowy. It's it's him. He's the anal one. It's you know the shedding, the, the this, the that. The, mine is the repeating. I can't with the repeating. And and then it's the whole when you're dating someone, mm-hmm. you 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 know you plan your day to see them, and then you go on dates and stuff, and etc. When you live with someone, your life is around them. I'm a morning person. <laughs> she can sleep until two in the afternoon, and that drives me crazy sometimes. You know, so that's that's a whole another like little obstacle yeah, and stuff. Oh, okay, I figured it out. The TV level, the volume, the volume. Oh my god, it's on like sixty-two, 
like shooting people and like grenades are blowing up and I like just got off of work and I was around all this screaming like I got hit today at you work. Have to I have just want quietness. Yeah. And he's oh from the second I get in the car, it's like Rob Zombie and like all this. <laughs> Can, can we talk about that? He's Marty's actually not just a stay-at-home dad. He actually you create content. Yeah, I do. Right? I do. And see, part it sounds so weird too. Part of creating content, you kind of know, like like YouTube, right? You don't watch a YouTuber that's boring. Mm-hmm. You watch someone who's high energy and very fast and exactly. stuff. And to get into that type of mindset, you kind of have to like pregame almost, if that makes any sense. So I'm <laughs> hyping myself up, and then Brian's like, it's too loud. It's Stop. typically on like two, and I'm like, I just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's something yeah. I'm gonna start doing too before I start creating content. How did you guys find that middle ground yeah, with each other to talk about, you know, hey, I understand this is, you know, what you do and this is what you enjoy to do, but at the same time, be more considerate on my end. It's the see, it's there's no there's no there's no really talking about it realistically. Like in a perfect world, people sit down what he and. Means is we haven't found it. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, people, people, I know, people, people sit down and talk about it in a perfect world, but realistically, we don't sometimes talk about it until it's at its end, yeah. where it's like, We're baby, 10, it's like, baby, I've had a hard day and stuff mm. and stuff, so sometimes it's trial and error type of thing, sometimes yeah. she's okay with it, sometimes she's not, yeah, and, and me, me dedicating my life to her, we're together, you know, um, that's something that I'm I just, I'm okay with, you know what I mean, because it's a give and take yeah yeah and that, that's interesting too because what you said is that it's not exactly there's just no system to it to yeah. perfecting it it's it's being present there for your partner and sometimes you just have to adjust along the way and sometimes you have to act as being compassionate or sometimes you have to step your foot on the ground yeah bed, right? yeah and then especially with having a baby too the baby just throws everything out the window <laughs> out the window now that is a different story right yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. B- before you guys uh was was it a decision to guys have, or it just kind of happened along the way? If you mind me asking. It was, it was, so it baby. It was, let's stop using condoms. Yeah, no, we decided, no, we were we were totally trying to have a baby, but we weren't trying at the How same time. How old were you guys, if you don't mind me asking? 24? 24? 23? 23. 23? 23? Okay. Yeah, because our baby's one right now. Okay. She's yeah. two. So we weren't, we weren't necessarily, um, we were saying we wanted a kid and stuff. Yeah. And we weren't being safe about not having a kid if that makes any sense i'm like if it happens it happens usually if i want something really bad it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. so we were just like we're just gonna (laughs) have fun and whatever happens and then two months later she got pregnant so it wasn't it wasn't like a super surprise Mm -hmm. but we were happy about it because that's at the end that was our goal yeah ultimately yeah Yeah. okay yeah i'm glad that you guys were happy you know and also did you were you guys prepared no not financially not emotionally no uh, no, not at all. When people say when people say that having a kid is hard, mm-hmm. it, people say it because it's true. Yeah, it's it's not even it's not even having a baby and not having patience or not knowing what to do. It's just it's so stressful emotionally too because yeah. I never knew all the worrying. Yeah, you worry when you're home. You worry when you're not home. You worry about milestones. You worry if they poop. And and it's it's like it's where you say oh you're just worried about your kid but that stress carries over to your relationship Mm -hmm. because both of us working with people that have special needs Mm -hmm. I have patience you know I know to do certain things there's there's nothing that really bothers me with like 
poopy diapers or anything like that. Yeah. But it's the emotional stress that you carry over into your relationship so for like, sure. So like for example, Kira will do something and I'll be like, that was autistic. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm obsessing about it. So yeah. then I come home after this day and I've been thinking about it all day and then I come home and then I see like her in the crib and you like shooting people on TV and I'm like, she's not gonna <laughs> learn anything. Yeah, you and know? I'm like, and she's been out of the crib for right. six hours. And we like, went to the park and you know, because I come yeah. home and all I see is her mm -hmm. in the crib. But I know so she doesn't mean it out of like me playing video games mm -hmm. at the time. It's just right. her worrying and carrying it over. Mm -hmm. You know? Growing up, my parents have always told me, if you do plan on having kids, just know that your priorities are going straight to your child. Oh, yeah. Is that true for you guys? Like, yeah, how do you guys 100%. feel about that? Absolutely. It's like even being here right now, me mm -hmm. being the stay-at-home parent, I'm never gone for my kid more than a few hours. Yeah. And yeah. even even like at the gym, she's at the daycare right there, and I still have to go over and check and on check. her. And mm check. -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's totally different. When someone says, they say, oh, you know, the love of a child is something you something crazy that's unexplainable mm -hmm. right. i thought okay yeah that's cute whatever but when i saw my baby come out mm. the amount of love that you actually feel mm. is ridiculous like you oh know God, I'm, gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like getting emotional no but it's true <laughs> yeah but it's yeah. not it's not just like this beautiful emotion it's also it's not the love that you have for me do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's two like, different loves. Yes. I was number and one, it's, and, and that, now I'm number two. And that kind of <laughs> that kind of emotions come come as like a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Right. You know right. what I mean? Because it's always in the back of your head, mm -hmm. type of thing. Where it's not for the first year. Like she's almost two years old, but for the first year, I didn't even trust my mom with her. Mm. Yeah. You know, I don't trust that anyone with her. On Facebook, where it's like this is the limit I trust. <laughs> it's like yeah. so little. That's him. Exactly. That's him. Yeah. That's him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Being on this topic of like concept of having a child like at a young age, concerning for you guys, I know there's so much stereotypes on being like a quote unquote young parent in terms of like pursuing goals, you know, being financial stable, um, and there's like so much social stigmas in terms of being young parents. How did you guys, or if you guys are currently going through it now, overcome like the media pressures or like family pressures, you know, oh, especially maybe pressure. even during like pregnancy, maybe family you know. Pressure was huge for me. Well, so. When Martin's mom got pregnant with Martin, she was like, what? She was 15, my mom's 40. Oh, no, she was oh, wow. 14 yeah. and had you at 15. Yeah, she had me when she was so 15. So it, it was really, really young. And yeah. her mother before her, same age, and the mother before that, same age. So like Martin's great-grandma is like maybe 17, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mom, on the other hand, totally different. She was married, been married for a while, and then got her degree, and then had a baby or whatever. Okay. So I was always taught that. Did I do that? Absolutely not. Yeah. But that's what I was taught. So right. she was like, you know, you guys aren't married, you need to get married, you know, people are going to think this and this, you know, blah, 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 blah. She yelled at you. Like, she was very, very, very upset. And then had like talked about it and then uh, right there and then I decided you know if she's gonna be a part of my kid's life and she's gotta be this positive person mm -hmm. she's Except. gotta yeah exactly I can't go back and like change it it's right. already done so, so you grounded her you grounded her I told her straight to her face which is something Respect. I never do he was like yeah that's my girl uh -huh. <laughs> I had to I had to it yeah. was just something I was like I'm a parent now and, and my kid's life and her emotional needs and whatever is mm -hmm. way more important than my mom and how is she now in terms with your baby? Does she love her? She's, she's, she's like she the best okay. grandma. I've, I've always heard that. I've always heard that like with parents being a young parent that, you know, they're like really mad when she's pregnant and all this. And then all of a sudden when the baby's out, it's like, okay, let me take her from yeah. you. It's yeah. like it's like when yeah. dad doesn't want a dog 
Yeah. But then they, you get a dog. Pause again. Oh. Yeah. Alright. So, what were we about? Sorry. We <laughs> so we yeah. talked about like the stresses and stigmas of being a young parent. That's right. It doesn't hit me as hard being, being Hispanic because so many people have, mm. you know, so many Hispanics have kids very young. Yeah. Um, being in TO though, in Thousand Oaks, it's a really conservative city. So you do get kind of looked at. But at the same time, being a stay-at-home dad, I don't I mind the attention, but I, it's like, I love that you're doing this by yourself, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. All the white moms, nuts. They're like, oh my god. I'm like, I'm standing right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, see, I don't feel that way about being a young mom in Thousand Oaks. I feel like you get stared at for the two reasons. One, because you're hot and you're taking care of your kid, and you could be ugly and taking care of your kid, and it's hot. <laughs> I know you've seen me check out other dads who strollers. Yeah. But the other thing is your presentation. You're very different. How? Well, well you're Mexican. That's <laughs> like an all-white area. So mm -hmm. you're super Mexican. You've got these gauges and all these gang-related looking tattoos and a unicorn on your hand. And like, you know what I mean? It's very different. All the guys out there and like, yeah. In terms of yeah, like, clothes. yeah, like physical appearance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're wearing boat they're shoes like and Sperry's. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're a Martin. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I don't think there's like a negative stereotype anymore. It's mm. more, it's more. Especially in California. Yeah. And then my, totally my, my thing more is I want to be able to be like, like I want to be dad. Makes sense. Yeah. I want when I'm 45 and my daughter's like 20 to still call me to help move furniture because daddy's strong. Mm. You know what I mean? So I like that. And then. <laughs> Like right now, I'm writing her a journal, right? Mm -hmm. Because 20, you know, the difference between when you were 18 and 25, two different mindsets. Right. So I can't imagine when I'm 25 and I'm 45. Like I, I like to think of myself that I'm pretty open-minded, but who knows when that's I'm 40? Out the window when your daughter's trying to suck dick, some <laughs> dude, that's gonna Stop. be gone. See, and here's the thing though. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, See, like I, I, I think I'm open-minded now, right? So when. When I'm 45, I want to write what I feel now mm -hmm. as a 20 year old being like, That's maybe, so maybe she that. can relate to younger dad, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I want to be able to relate to her because neither of us, she didn't grow up with that with the dad. And then my dad was like crazy abusive, beat me all the time. So I didn't know how to act as a dad. Mm. Part of me was like, is this what does a dad do? Mm -hmm. And now it's more about being a good wow. parent. You know what I mean? Um, that was one thing I wanted to ask. a good partner is knowing that and then giving him that reassurance when I see that he needs it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because so. I struggle. Mm. I had a really big, we talked about it too, because we hit a pretty hard rough patch with the baby. Because a baby does test your relationship. And I was going through this identity crisis being a content mm -hmm. creator. Yeah, yeah, right. And having a baby, your main priority is baby. Mm -hmm. And your personality, your whole life goes out the window. Right. Because it was all baby. Also, being the stay-at-home, you're a little more isolated. Yeah. You know, the only like adult conversation you have is at the gym, and then you, know, <laughs> you don't talk to anybody at the gym. You're working yeah. out. Right. You know, and me. Yeah. <laughs> He's all yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's interesting what you mentioned. You were still learning how to be a parent, and also because you weren't really necessarily taught that. However, on my end, you know, it's totally the different case. I had the privilege of parents, two parents, mm -hmm. loving parents, take care of me, teach me what it means to be a father and mother, um, but that 
identity crisis, especially transitioning from a father, from a content creator, and yeah. you used to drive for Uber, and you, yeah. you're all yeah. empowered. He had creator. all this freedom, and he would dabble in all these things, and had all these hobbies, and all these, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, you can prepare to have a baby, and you know, buy the crib, and take the classes, mm -hmm. and like all that stuff. You but, take classes? I yeah. took classes, oh, right? You, good stuff. We <laughs> love that. the shit out of those classes. You did good. We were the youngest. We were the youngest. Everyone there was like 30 nice. years old. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to say nice, that. but like, yeah. that's awesome to hear. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm -hmm. But oh yeah, they had their lives together. Yeah. I think you were gonna ask something right now. That oh no, I was yeah. probably gonna ask the same thing. Yeah, yeah. We probably were the, the same what, thing. What does it mean? Okay, to be so a you kid? had yeah, no? you had okay. yeah, you had oh. mentioned that you know being a good parent, but hearing that you guys both come from different backgrounds in terms of um, you know parents, what does it mean for you guys to be a good parent, and what do you want to do to be your best? Um, I have a mixed answer about that because a lot of the times being a dad and having a little girl, there's always those stereotypes of overprotective dad. Overprotective. And I always say, I want my daughter to be the happiest she can. And then Brienne comes out with, what if she wants to be a stripper? No, pause. <laughs> She's like, pause the right there. Story. Okay. <laughs> I think I wasn't even pregnant yet. We were in like the hot tub of my apartment complex and we were talking, I think we were talking about when we get pregnant. When you have kids, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And like what kind of parents we're gonna be and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he was like, my only concern with you is, uh, that you are gonna be more like your mom. You want like a certain presentation and like a, like a certain reputation or whatever of your kid. And he was worried that I was gonna like squash her happiness because I wouldn't let her be who she is. I get it. And so I'm like, he's like, I just want her to be happy. I want her to do whatever it is that makes her happy. And so I literally said, I was like, so if she wants to shake ass for dollars, <laughs> And he's like, if that's what makes her happy. And I'm like, if that's what, old... ma oh, mm, mm. I was like, if that's what makes her happy, then we fucking failed as parents. She <laughs> should know mm. that she's worth more, that she can do more, right. that she, you know what I mean? It's one thing if she's like, I'm, you know, going to Harvard for my law degree. And in the meantime, then... I'm going to shake some ass yeah. and See... make some money. And there's a difference between <laughs> that and having like self-esteem issues. Mm -hmm. and Being valued, worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right. I know I did. So he, of course, was all, it's okay, blah, 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 don't wash her a drain. And right. I swear to God. Okay. The second she came out before the anesthesia kicked back in, I was all, is she okay to be a stripper? And he was like, fuck that. <laughs> the second she came out. So, no, but I mean, like I said, I have mixed answers. Because okay. in, in the end, in the end, you know, being, I grew up really poor. So my mom always worked two jobs. She was never home. I basically right. raised myself and stuff. And then, and then my dad was not at, you know when he was there he would like beat us and stuff yeah um my thing is i want her to be happy and be able to have a relationship with me mm -hmm. so no matter what happens she can always call dad mm -hmm. no matter what happens but then you know then she brings those points and i'm just like oh i struggle but You're right, right, right. when you get, get there when you if get we, there, if yeah. we get there we yeah. get there yeah. but at the same time being being coming from parents that weren't always there i struggled really really hard with with um self-esteem issues and stuff and when i had an idea my mom was like no that's stupid mm. and that would hurt me as a kid you know oh, yeah. it, it kind of like traumatic yeah it breaks your like 
like your your childness almost and i see my daughter and i understand that she's only one year old mm-hmm. but when i see her do these things i see so much like confidence in her eyes and so like being happy i'm not gonna be if she's like three years old she's like daddy i want to play soccer and be like no that's a waste of money yeah you know i'm gonna be like let's do it baby or you know just... which is something that you didn't even like realize was happening until he was talking to me about it and i was like you know like you guys Wow, how did that feel? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, she grew up with, with a supportive mom. I mean, she might have well, been really strict, but she was always like, "You're so smart, you're so this." And I grew up being, "You're so dumb, you're not gonna go to college yeah. and stuff." I had more and, of a village, so not only yeah. was I getting it from my mom, but I was getting it from all five of my aunts mm-hmm. and all of their husbands. And I had a really good support system telling me that I could do anything, and I was, you know, so pretty and like everything. You I could do anything. You're capable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I got all of it. I think all the time. I think if I actually put it in like the best example is my dad used to say when I was your age, I'm like, now as an adult, like, I don't care what, what you did as your it's age. A different you, generation. You want, you want better for your kid than what you had. It doesn't matter your age. You know, back when, you know, I had to walk from, I lived on Channel Islands, mm-hmm. right? I walked from there to Oxnard High School. Okay. And then my dad's, that's nothing. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't want my kids to walk. You know what? Like, that's what, that's something that when I think about the kind of parent I'm going to be when she's older, I remember, you know, being in love, not with somebody else, being <laughs> yeah. in love and my mom being like, that's not love, you know, you yeah. don't know what love is. Okay. But at 15, that was 15 year old That love. is love. That it's a different type it's of love. It's a different love. type. Right. But you, you're, you're unvalidating their feelings. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know what I mean? Being, being, having your first crush as a little kid, you can say that's not love. But at that time, those emotions are so intense. What you, know you know what I mean? You, you're. I was a little fourth grader writing, writing poems letters, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and at that time, about a little poem. Oh. Exactly. But to like unvalidate someone's feelings mm-hmm. like that, I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I mean? I want to support 100%. If I have a happy kid and she's like 25, 30, no matter what she's doing, I'm like, baby, are you happy? And she says, yeah, dad, I'm happy. Then I feel like I'm doing a good job. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. I respect that, of course, for both of you guys, of course. Coming, Especially coming from different um, parenting styles, yeah. attachment styles mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you guys really do want to pursue that, that goal in terms of your daughter. Yeah. That's, yep. that's so cool because uh, when we both study communication and we talked about like different attachment styles, mm-hmm. we talked about reading like conflict styles and based on how you guys were raised, you guys are putting into both of different worlds and that allows you mm-hmm. to grow from different perspectives. You know? Yeah. 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 But I, I like that it meshes well because mm-hmm. it could have easily not. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just thinking that too, especially both you guys coming from different perspectives and being able to bring that together. Yeah, you don't find that middle ground with each other. So I'm glad you guys are really doing that as well. Yeah. And you guys are. You guys. This is something that you guys talked about. This is something you guys learned along the way. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Much respect to I'm, that as well. Yeah. I'm a talker. He's <laughs> sometimes a listener. <laughs> I'm, I'm like. I'm not why. I'm not why why why. Fascinated with psychology. I'm fascinated mm. with the way the, curious. the mind works. Yeah, and why we are the way that we are. And like, so even like now, he'll tell me something that I didn't know, and I like just like file it in the back of my brain, like that SpongeBob episode. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's why he does this and this and this and this and this and that. Oh, that was that was also another problem for me because um, I have a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking Crazy? for? Yeah, no, I I I have a. Yes, I'm, I'm bipolar and I struggle intensely with anger management, mm-hmm. but my, you know... Which was something I was worried about when we were... Yeah, and so was I, so was I, you know, because it's, it's totally different between someone 
they say that the most annoying sound in the world is a baby crying and you're mm-hmm. like oh it's just a baby crying but when it's your baby crying the amount of stress that goes through breaks. your body is if i could offer advice to parents yeah. breaks do not feel bad about taking a break if you need to go outside and get yeah. some air mm-hmm. go have a drink go have a smoke vape your vape pen whatever <laughs> it is you need that five minutes to yourself mm-hmm. you do you need it and like I remember the first time I needed it, I literally cried because I thought I was being a bad mom because I needed a break for my baby, mm. right? I'm supposed to love this baby unconditionally, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But after like 25 minutes of straight screaming, you gotta take your kiss. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that was that was the thing that um, being bipolar and stuff, because my dad was that, and that's why he would hit us and stuff. Mm. So I thought that was gonna be a big problem, but it's true. I think you adjusting yeah i, I want to i want to be such the opposite of my dad that it's yeah. perfect we right. did discuss medication though if things hadn't gotten any better or if i felt that he was unsafe with cure for any reason mm-hmm. we did talk about medication and he agreed but it's never been to that point but i'm glad you guys do talk about that because mm-hmm. it's a really sensitive topic that oh, i yeah. could feel you know people could be insecure about it especially with their significant other so i'm glad you guys talked about that as yeah well. it, it feels weird just to say oh i'm bipolar you know what i mean like you know there's a little bit of an echo yeah i know i feel young yeah but you know how back in the day everyone was getting um People were saying, oh, I have ADHD, I have ADHD, and stuff like that. And everyone and their mom had ADHD. So I felt weird when they said that I had ADHD. And then it's just being a parent saying, I have anger management problems and bipolar problems. People take all red flags. The stigma. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying that they instantaneously judge you and wonder what it's like Mm -hmm. at home and with your wife. And like, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, when you mentioned, you know, having little advices for parents, Mm What would you guys say to anybody who suddenly became a parent or planned to be a parent, especially at such a young age, which is often happening nowadays? I would say often, actually. It just happens within certain people, yeah. with whatever life they got, which is totally respectable. However, some of them might not be right. Planning, right? Exactly. Everyone, like, everyone's situation is completely different mm-hmm. when it comes to being a parent. You know, sometimes it's unfortunate some people are single parents mm. and stuff or you know parent passes away or you don't have full support from your family and stuff right. like that luckily regardless of how strict our parents are we do have a good support system okay you know a different thing is that i might not trust people with my kid i don't want to leave my kid alone right <laughs> um but the best thing is i guess communication and breaks for mm-hmm. real like yeah. don't prepare for anything but prepare for everything so yeah. be in the mold. Yeah. Definitely be in the mold. I mean, it's. I mean, you should have the the necessities that a kid needs. Right, right. Um, I would say like the the pressure that you have on yourself is is a, it's a lot for me, anyways. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but for me, it's like it's a lot. It's heavy. I, yeah, because I worry about all these things, and you know, so it's it's a lot of pressure that I put on myself. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel like I took too many breaks. Uh-huh. Or, or something like that or I feel like it's too much for you because you've been home with her all day and I just want to go out and like get my nails done and have mm-hmm. like 20 minutes to myself which of course is like an hour and a half and it's understandable <laughs> like I said I struggled with like an identity crisis type mm-hmm. of thing and you know it's important to still be who you are you know the gym being a huge part of my life yeah. and stuff and Russian. if <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, but if um, but compromise doesn't happen instantaneously either. 
Yeah, no, there'll be there'll be there'll be days because especially because she works, right? Mm -hmm. It's two different types of stress. Everyone's life's hard. I can't walk in your shoes. You can't walk right. in mine. Everyone lives a completely different experience. She's a working parent. I'm a stay-at-home parent. Those are two completely different types of stress. Yeah. So sometimes she does need a little extra break because she had a hard day and then she's mm -hmm. coming home to a crying baby. And it's and my you and you're all upset. Yeah, because then I had a hard day with baby and then yeah, I'm still watching her. So it's it's my it's our job, I guess, as a couple to communicate that and stuff. And I I'll tell her if I need the extra help and stuff. Yeah. You know? And finding that compromise and balance. Yeah. I love that. Having that little balance. Yeah. Okay, cool. We are reaching our limit or where we're gonna be at for the podcast. But is there anything else you guys wanna add on for anybody listening? Your handles. Instagram. Yo, my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, I put that down. Oh, okay, there, okay, but, um, for sure, for sure. I mean, just just words, you know, to leave off with for anybody listening. Um, if you're a new parent and you're struggling, it's. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying to unsympathize or whatever. Mm. I'm every it's hard. Um, don't beat yourself up too much about it. You know, if if you're trying, then you're being a good parent. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, just take a deep breath and you know, hang in there. Tomorrow's a whole day and you've made it this far and you cool. can do it and it gets better it gets easier love it, it cool and i'll put you guys at me do you i don't know if you're on it he's the yeah i'm all over instagram <laughs> follow my gym list <laughs> yeah well, we'll have everybody follow if anybody wants to connect so he's a creator for content these guys so but yeah, other than that, thanks for being on the go. And yeah. Thank you guys. You are listening to On The Go Voice podcast. The, what was I going to say? I had something I wanted to say that I wanted to out on every time. That I just I, love their dynamic? Oh, no, no, I got it. No, On The Go Voice. You're listening to On The Go Voice <laughs> because your voice is the important thing while you're running On The Go. There we go. We're no, like, I'll, your I'll voice? Fix I'll fix it in the future. No, 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 no. Cut. I'll fix it in the future. Cut. <laughs>